All right. Two of us podcasting, spending someone's hard and time. You and me, I don't know, <laughs> driving someday, <laughs> not arriving on a So that was very impromptu. <laughs> that wasn't bad, considering you just came up with it right now. Yeah. When you realize it's just just the two of us. Yeah, which is we why can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Exactly. You and I, I. I played that one though. What like like six months ago? So I was like, okay, I have to do the other two of us now. Yeah. So, so for all the listeners out there, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's just Jack and me tonight. And yeah. this is Matt's under the gonna... weather, and uh, Chris got something happened to the store, right? Something happened at his work. Yeah, he said he said he was one. He started with, "I'm working late tonight, so I'll I'll be late." And then he yeah. came back and said that the lock on the store was not working, so he yeah. has to call security because I guess he's the only one there. Yeah. And so he said it could be a while. Yeah. Said, sorry, gents. It's, it's, we're, we're always gents. Yeah. It's, it's all, probably the only time I've ever been called, you know, and using that frame. I mean, it's, it's cool. I'm not now, complaining. All right. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you something about like just not gents, but it reminded me of it. So last night I was out with some coworkers and man, you talking about me feeling old. Uh, so we were, we leave and I had to go pick up someone else that was in this other group. And so as I'm pulling up my truck to pick this person up, they're all just standing there. And I look at him and I go, how much for your wife? How much for the girls? Sell them, sell them to me. You know, <laughs> Crickets. And they all look at me like, why are you being a creep? <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah, in this day and age. And to this day and age, you probably couldn't use that line from the Blues Brothers. I know, but I think it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious because if you know John Belushi is so funny, or was so funny, I should say. But yeah, I, I, whenever I watch the Blues Brothers, I go, eh, you probably couldn't say that anymore. Not anymore. People no. people would not think that was funny. I mean, back then it was hilarious. Back then we would, ha ha. But now you're looked at it as an old creeper. I know. You are older. How, how much older are you than your uh, co-workers? Well, no, actually, yeah, to be to be fair, yeah, like uh, only one of them was around my age, and then two of them were younger by probably a decade. Did the one uh, your age get it? If he did, he did not let on that he did know it. <laughs> oh, he was, he goes, you're on your own on this one. And the thing is, he usually gets most of my references, so I'm pretty sure he got it, but he's just kind of like, Arr. <laughs> it's it's like it's like Clay. I'm just about ready to say John retired guy. I said uh, Blazing Saddles would be the silent movie nowadays. I was going to say it's like quote, quoting Blazing Saddles. Yeah, you, you got to be careful what you say in Blazing Saddles. You know, he's near. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Blazing Saddles would be a silent movie nowadays. Yes, because yeah. you know we. I've been watching a lot of All in the Family clips. Oh, uh, just okay. on YouTube. I don't just. They would show different scenes instead of watching the whole show. I just been watching different clips. I go, yeah, you couldn't say that today. Nope, nope, couldn't say that today. Nope. 
That was funny in the day, but nope, you can't say that now. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. I know. Everything. I mean, I mean, that's the all four of us, though. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we like talking to each other is because to me, everything's funny. I don't care yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, I have I have limits, but uh, but very few. And it's just like, but nowadays I go, uh, nope, can't say that. Mm, nope, <laughs> can't say that. I, I seriously, I, I I go catch myself. I don't know what's going to happen when I get a little older and I, I don't have the capacity to stop myself. It's be like they're looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with this old fart? Oh yeah, I definitely have caught myself as well. Like if I'm in a group of four or five people and someone says something like, like us when we're podcasting, like I, I think of something funny immediately from what they've said, but luckily someone else has jumped the conversation and allowed me two to three seconds to where I can kind of go, <laughs> should I say that? Should and then I, I go, or should I go? Yeah. And then I go, it's probably good. I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's like anything now. I mean, you gotta you gotta worry about you know what did I post ten years ago on Twitter that I it could come back to bite me in my ass. Oh, I know it. I I, I definitely I don't know a year ago or so went through Twitter and deleted ninety percent of all my tweets because oh really and I was reading them and when they're out of context you're like oh like yeah that, that sounds weird. You know, because like usually if I'm replying to you or somebody else and it's like if someone just read it for what it was, they could easily use it as ammo against you if they wanted to. Yeah. Not that I'm running for office or anything. But right. Yeah, who who got be crazy to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we can see that the only, the only people running for president are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Old dementia patients. Yeah. And yeah. I, th I think we've said that before as well, is that, you know, when, when Obama got in. I remember thinking, thank God, this is the last of the boomers. This is the last, you know, no more boomers for president. And then we got Trump and we got Biden. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I just want someone born past, you know, 1960. You yeah, know? I, you know, and I, I'm old and I agree. I mean, it's just at a certain point, it, the, the job is just, I, I don't, I, again, I look at the two choices. I come on, this can't be it. No. And we were talking a little bit last week. And you, because you were you were working away for work, about how um, there you know used to be in the primaries, yeah. there'd be a lot of people as the primaries went up went along, people would drop out, and it'd right. be a close you know it'd be you know neck at least the top two people would be you know delegates gathering delegates. Mm. Now it's like there's just one in each, I mean I guess there's two in the Republican and. Someone dropped out today. I go, well, who the hell was that? Who was that? Yeah. I, I go, seriously, I go, I, I just saw someone dropped out of the president. I, I looked, I go, I don't even know who that person is. I have no idea who that person is. I, I just didn't know. And it just, it's coming down to, again, seriously, these are the choices. You know, that's the way, I mean, I think I said that a few weeks back. I mean, that's been, I mean, my first national election was 2000. And, you know, I think you've even said that, too. It's like the majority of your life. I mean, it's the majority of my life. I, I, every four years, I'm like, fuck, these two assholes. Yeah. And again, it's a, it's a job that I wouldn't want. No. But still, I, I just I just don't get it. And, and But people are so passionate. Uh, well, I don't know if people are passionate about the one. But they're definitely pa there's some passionate people about the other guy. I mean, they're, they're, they would die for that guy. The other guy, I think yeah. they're just they're supporting him because he's not the other guy. Yeah. At this I, point. 
at this I, point I, in that guy's life. If that I, 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 I've never understood people who support politicians ever. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would I want to get my ass out of my comfortable home to go, so, you know, out and rally for some asshole who doesn't give a shit about me? You know, like, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. I don't. I don't get it. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But here we are. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in November? We might have to buckle down the, uh, bolt down the doors and uh, bolt uh, cover the windows and just wait it out because it could, it could be ugly. Um, but we're here to laugh and sing. I, 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 yeah, no it's doubt. funny because no you know usually I, usually I have notes written down about what I've done this week. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't done anything. I mean, I haven't. I had the we had the Gladfelder boys until Sunday. Oh right. Oh, right. I I did start. I did start. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about that too. Or, or uh, I think what I think you're going to talk about. Yeah. About okay, go ahead and say it. Yeah, because I can't remember the title. Oh, Masters of the Air. Masters of the Air. I yeah. we, I saw the first episode. Yeah, like I was extremely disappointed in the first two episodes. Uh, third episode really? is a lot better. Um, and then the fourth episode, you know, is airing tonight. Um, I think it's because it, they're making the same sins of of the Pacific um, in that, you know, like, we've talked about this before, like Band of Brothers works because it's, it's a small unit that you follow from the very beginning of the war when they're right. all put together all the way to the end. And that's the magic of it is that you learn these characters, you know, over the course of, the war. And the characters are real people. And they're real people. But I think, you know, with the, the, the problem with the Pacific, like we talked about, is that it's three different characters, and you're only getting about three episodes per character. So there's not enough time to really understand their story and their motivations and their struggles. And then when with this one, I would have liked it better if they just would have stuck with one crew in the bomber unit, uh, which I know is hard to do. Uh, and they start off showing, uh, and that's another thing too. I can't get past that the Elvis is in Elvis, yeah. Because yeah. like, it's like all I see is fucking Elvis flying. You know, he flying. had to, he had to have a dialogue coach. Yeah, but I still correct, hear it to correct his Elvis because he's yeah. so he was so Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I still hear him as Elvis though. But you know, and not that he's doing a bad job or anything. But you know, you have was uh, what was their name? What's his name? Um, uh, but. Uh, um, Bucky. Yeah, yeah, Bucky. Buck and Bucky. Yeah, Buck and Bucky. And that's what threw me off with the first episode. You kind of have these two introduction of these two characters. And then it skips to this other crew. And then eventually, and you're like, well, why were they important? Like, why? I don't understand. I, I mean, I, I probably need to watch that episode again. But I just would have liked it better. Like, if they'd have done, like, you know, the first episode of Band of Brothers. And like, hey, this is the crew that's all assigned to this plane. You know, we're going to go through training together. And then, you know, you have a couple episodes of them getting the shit kicked kicked out of them as like brand new in the air and then you know go on and go and but and i think that's why it's because they're taking real people and the real stories i'm like no i just think you know there's nothing wrong with compositing all the you know people's stories uh i don't know like i said i've i've heard from the reviews that the first two were are by far the worst two and then it gets continually better so i'm I'm looking forward to that i i thought it was cindy and i both liked it um, but I th- I did say afterwards, kind of like you're saying, I said, I go, the difference between Band of Brothers, Pacific, and now Masters of the Sky, or Masters air. of the Air, yeah. is that we, you know, they start off in, in England, in Band of Brothers, 
and then they go back in time and you learn about so many characters. So before they hit the beaches of Normandy or yeah. jump in, parachute in to Normandy, mm-hmm. you know most of the characters. Right. So you and you know their names. I, I'm like, going, okay, who's that? I go, what's his name? I go, I knew Buck and Bucky. That's all I knew because right. that's who were introduced. I, again, I go, I can't remember this. The guy that's throwing up all the time. I can't remember his name. I, I couldn't remember their names. Mm. Where so when they hit Normandy, I'm already yeah. invested in their characters. Exactly. By the time, here, by the time, I, I'm not. Yeah, by the time they hit Normandy, you already know at least Garnier, Winters, um, Nixon, uh, Nixon, Sobel. Yeah, Nicky, yeah, Sobel for sure. Yeah, you know at yeah. least those four. At least those four. And then of course you know the other ones like. Uh, 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 Buck Compton and Buck Compton uh, and yeah, and then I think I can't think of the guy's name, the ginger guy. But anyway, like you know, you 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 know the the smaller characters, you know, by the time they through the course of the show, and yeah. then of course you know, in your third viewing or fourth viewing, I, I like you, I, I like watching Man of Brothers when it comes on, I want to watch it, right? But because like I said, you you can, and as they obviously what happened in the war, they were killed or injured. And they leave the show. You're like, oh, oh. I still say that's why Cindy stopped liking it at um, at Battle of oh, the Bulls. Bastone, Bastone, yeah, and yeah. she because and I, I I finally figured it out. I said, oh, because you don't like all these characters that because we Dying. lose a lot of yeah, you lose a lot shit of ton, regular yeah. characters. You know the the ginger guy you're talking about is um, oh, what's his name? Um. <laughs> I know, I know, I know his name because he's a, he's the only one. He's in every episode. He's in every episode, yeah. Yeah. Because like uh, he's the one, you know, that the the lieutenant. Oh, uh, Malarkey. Malarkey, yeah, exactly. Malarkey. Malarkey. Yeah. Because yeah. like Malarkey, it took me probably till Bastone to fully, you know, care about him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those other ones. Because you know, like well, everything everything that happens, he's losing all his friends. Right. Skip Monk and. Uh, and anyway, MCAS started with four hosts and now it has down to two. Yes. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, that I, I did say that afterwards. I go because Pacific, I, I rewatched the Pacific about a year ago and I said, okay, I liked it more because I go in. I think the problem with Pacific, Pacific is I'm expecting Band of Brothers. Exactly. And like, yeah. and like you said, okay, what's going on? This, they're jumping here. You got this guy going here, this guy going. And you're like, going, okay, what is going on here? When I go back and re- rewatch, I say, okay, I'm watching a war film, mm-hmm. a war series. I'm not going to get really heavily invested into the characters. I'm just going to see, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll just get invested in the, you know, the few of the characters. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I said, Band of Brothers, it's hard to say, okay, who is my favorite? You know, you know, there's so many different great, even ones that have like a bit part, you know, in it. So. And that's like, what, Web, like like Webster, like Webster, one of my favorite episodes when he comes back, and he's all clean, and you know he's he's because he was back, he got injured, and he comes back, and and he was gone, he didn't he didn't do Bastone, right? And and he's it's like he's he goes he's a brand, yeah, I, he's like a rookie, even though I had this 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 this, I was in Market Garden, I was this, he goes, but since I missed Bastone, I was, you know, I was shown, I was I I was yeah, yeah, I was, yeah a replacement. Which is, I think, was, and the way they did it too, because he's a clean cut. You know, he comes mm-hmm. back clean. Yeah, he's cut. got a brand new uniform. And yeah, new uniform. Everything. He's, yeah. you know, 
that I, I love that episode because, you know, just the difference of how these guys are, how they were going in, you know, how they were, you know, mm. pissing vinegar to where they're just beaten. You know, the one thing I thought, you know, it's, it's what I, you know, it's been 20 years and I always like, I mean, we've discussed that. I always like it when you, you learn things about the series, you know, that they kind of brushed over because uh, the guy that nobody likes, that's always the, you Sobel. know, not Sobel. The, oh. you know, no one likes Sobel, but the other guy that's like, you know, uh, that didn't jump. He got shot in the ass. Uh, oh, the oh, and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, you know, are you drunk trooper? Yes, sir. I'm drunk. You know. Yes, sir. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't actually show it, but it's it's, it's assumed. You know, he was he was court martialed, uh, and they don't they don't show it in the show that he was actually court martialed. Yeah, what's his name? Um, I, I see his. I draw. Oh yeah, yeah, you can always see their faces. Yeah. yeah just... What's his name? Uh, Hell, you didn't jump neither. Yeah, exactly. It's like Cobb or something. Cobb. That's Is it. it Cobb? Okay. Yeah, Cobb. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, but, but one day he's being a dick at the bar. You know, the guy's got that, you know, what's yeah, his the name? presidential uh, accommodation. Yeah. yeah, he goes, and it's one of those, what's, what's the, the actor's name? He's famous it's actor. McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah. yeah. And he's like, blasted the next day, he goes, you're going to want to come down shooting, fellas, ready to yeah. fire. He's, now he's telling him, okay, don't, don't you know because they're getting ready to jump and they're putting their things in the packets and stuff he goes nope you want to be ready yeah. to jump but that was true but you want to be ready to fight yeah because that was true fight, yeah. i mean I've, I've read that as well as that the bags that the rifles were in were shit you know and it, you know and, and so that's why they learned that after normandy is that don't jump with the bag you know like, yeah yeah you don't put it in the bag and you get that special <laughs> attachment they had with all that crap that they all lost and mm. <laughs> It just, uh, and, and again, you, you watch like you watch a movie like that, and or a TV show like that. And people say, "Oh, it's it's pro pro war." No, it's anything but pro war. No, I mean, it's, I don't think there's many. I mean, yeah, you can say like the old '40s and '50s films are pro war, but I, there's yeah. not many, especially since the Vietnam era, that are pro war. No, it's, not since uh, Platoon came out. I think Platoon started it. You know, where you're like going. I mean, they're really like well, I mean, Apocalypse and, Now in '79. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I mean, it, it, I think once the John Wayne era ended, yeah. Audie Murphy, who was a real you know war hero, because you you watch these movies and you go, Oof, no way, I want to go to war. Right. It's just it's just not it's not glamorized as far right. as much as. Uh, and that's that's I I've kind of said that. I don't know a few months back is that I always wanted a civil war picture um, that was, that would focus more on the Western theater. There's not many, it's always the Eastern theater with Lee and Grant and all that. I mean, even though Grant was in the Western theater too. And cause you know, for everyone out there who doesn't know, like my master's degree, the project that I did for my master's degree, um, I was given a whole uh, bunch of letters from the civil war and uh, they, and I, they wanted me to do like a whole, thing but you just don't have enough time to do that so i i focused on one soldier and i picked this guy who was from iowa uh, a union soldier and i followed his entire war through his letters home because uh, the civil war is the only war what's the last war where soldiers were allowed to put the address of where they were oh, okay yeah because it's military intelligence uh, right uh, and so you can easily map where a soldier is going you and, don't have like Haraldo Rivera going. Yeah, the troops are right here. <laughs> right. 
and I, I mean, it's brilliant though. I mean, it's, it's a, it's such a cool way to see history through the eyes of just a regular person fighting the war. And you can see how their, their motivations change, how they feel about the war changes, you know, how they feel about their other servicemen. Like when you're actually reading these pages and it's, it's neat too, just to, to actually hold them and see how they would utilize the space of one page of, of paper, you know, cause they would write it one way, then turn it and write over their words you know, and just keep rotating the page, you know, because it's like, yeah. this is all I've got. And it's, yeah. it's, it's really neat. Cause you were, you know, and I, I think, you know, you, you think of the people that survive war, the things that they've seen and, and, and just had to, how did you, how do you live the rest? I mean, it, I mean, not over, over to 600, what, 650,000 people died in the war, civil yeah. war, but how many people were, you know, permanently injured, you know, oh, yeah. you know physically. And then mentally, nobody knew, about you know the mental part of of war you know no. they just call it what they would call it um oh shell shock and then post shell shock or something like you know it but yeah. it, but you know but now you know okay there's there's injuries that we you can't see right from war i mean war sh it, it would be nice if it just would stop it's never going to but it would be nice if it just would stop but anyway <laughs> i i did i i studied the battle of shoots farm that's what i i still you know Schrute's farm with uh <laughs> yeah i got you now <laughs> I've, I've been to gettysburg a few times and i it's it just is it's overwhelming I it's oh yeah it's it's it, so it, well it, kept and it's such a major yeah. engagement i mean there's only a handful that are really done well i mean I, and you know um antietam not antietam but sorry uh, fredericksburg's nice uh and so is gettysburg uh, I mean, there's other ones that are okay, but you know, when you start getting a lot of the the modern buildings and everything around the battle sites, it kind of loses its. Yeah, it's like the Alamo. It's like the Alamo, which I will be going to uh, first week of March. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> I was uh, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get my photo taken in front of it and send it to you, Jack. Just for well, you. thank you because it again, nothing was a bigger disappointment in my life. I know. Than the Alamo, <laughs> it is just a it's just a facade. Yeah. Could not wait to go. I, I say it a thousand times. I know people are like he's talking about the Alamo again. Seriously, could not wait. To, I I go. That was I can't wait to go to San Antonio. I always call it San Antonio to piss everybody off. But uh, yeah, but I just wait. We go behind. I go, and this is not even probably the real facade. This is fake. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the supermarkets and grocery stores and tourist traps and stuff like that, you want to buy? No, no, I don't want to buy anything. I do what? No, I don't want my picture in front of this. Just ruined it. You ruined everything for me. I'm not going the river walk again. <clears throat> yeah. That that was nice. They, good yeah. food there. Yeah, that's that's what I'm, I got to fly to uh, Orlando last week of this month uh, for a convention, and then immediately fly to San Antonio for another convention. <laughs> it's a like fun. But yeah, it's not. Like I told my boss straight up. I was like, "Look, if I'm doing both these conventions back to back, I'm not flying back to Colorado, then flying, you know, the next day." To, I was like, "I'm just gonna go ahead and fly direct to San Antonio." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "We'll pay for it." I was like, "Cool." So I've got like the whole weekend. Well, there you uh, go to do touristy shit. I mean, there's stuff to do in San Antonio. Oh yeah, San Antonio, as I like to call it. And San Diego's. Go, I go. They call it San Antonio in westerns. No, uh, so Sherry asked us, why, wait, why were you so disappointed? Because it was smaller than you imagined? No, uh, Sherry, like, I mean, 
the reason why it's disappointing is because you're expecting a fort. You're expecting some kind of structure. I was expecting like, to see, see Davy Crockett dead somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You're expecting like an actual, like when you go to any other old fort or old historic thing, there's actually at least, you know, something you can walk around. The Alamo is really just that famous photo of just the wall of. And I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's, I think it's been refurbished, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not the real. And then you go around and there's like cement. Uh, like a cement wall all the way around, just like would have plants in it and stuff like this. And you're like going, okay, what am I? What am I touring? What they right. have? They have vending machines in here. What, what's what's <laughs> what's what's going on? It just uh, yes, as Matt Tree says, for something we were told to remember, it sounds forgettable. Yeah, it, it just again, it's just a big. I'm expecting to see like next thing. I've, I've been to forts where they, you know, they they do their best they can to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were tiny. <laughs> John, people were weren't as big back then, so they're built smaller stuff. Yeah, I get that, but it just it, it again. I'm not telling if you go to San Antonio, go visit it. But I I'm I I said I don't know. I've talked to Nick several times about this and other things. People are very say the same thing. Wow, that was a disappointment. It just. uh it just sucked. That's all I gotta say. I, again, I was expecting because you know, I've seen how many movies have we seen. Remember the Alamo? There's like right. how, there's you know John Wayne, and you have the Dennis Quaid's version of it, and there's got another. There's there's just several of them. Oh. You just expect, but it's surrounded by shops and restaurants and parking spaces to park to go. Again, we were at the we were at the department uh, the mall thing they have there. I said, okay, we had to get something. I said, okay, let's go to the Alamo. So we left, a, we paid, we had to pay for parking there. And I, we drove around the block. I had to pay for parking again. <laughs> it, it cost me like $20 to park. Do they rent cars at that location? They probably do. But you really don't need it. Yeah. And there's no basement. There's no basement, no. Yeah. It, it, it's just, I, again, I, I, I know people in San Antonio are like going, hey, you're killing our tourist industry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just being honest. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean that most most the thing about wool, uh, Sherry, back then, it's because it's one, it's a durable material, but two, it keeps you warm, but it also keeps you cool. Uh, you know, it's like if you get wool socks, your feet are naturally going to sweat if you're on a hike. But it's it's just a, it's a weird miracle material. That's just what it is. I got in trouble when I was working for the Yankees. I convinced them to switch the jerseys to cotton. Ah, uh, and it got really hot, and they, the players were all you know covered in sweat, and it was just you know that's when I was working for the Yankees. Me and George uh, Costanza. Me and George. So. <laughs> See, it always comes back to another TV show. It does yeah. again. I, they're, they're, I, they have artifacts there. They have like uh, knives and stuff that. Um, that are where you you know the people had and bullets and but it just it just it's the building itself just was yeah it was it was disappointing and yeah. you think okay I'm a, okay we'll spend what three or four hours there easily yeah no twenty minutes after, after yeah after twenty minutes you're like going okay what are we gonna do now right all right well, there with that yeah. so let's go to the, the river walk and gets because the, the river walk like I said it has it's, right. it's yeah. shops and restaurants and and the food there is. I had one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life there. Nice at this restaurant. Just it was it was outstanding. Probably came right straight from the 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 uh, the uh, 
corral, wherever I'm trying to think think of, of the oh. uh, ranch. The, just straight to the, uh, they just cut the cow in half and they bring you this. There you go. There you go. There, gotta take that hill. And this There's would a, be be a good time to take that's the last thing of. a commercial break. Yeah. So what else? Um, I finished season two of Fargo. Oh, uh, okay. And I forget who was it that said it last time that season two was their favorite. And I, I, I concede that now that I finished season two and then it does get better uh, than the first half. Season uh, one was my favorite. Yeah. But uh, I, I just couldn't stand Kirsten Dunst's character uh, in season two because I, I found her to be a selfish idiot. And, and sure enough, by the end of it, she's still a selfish idiot, <laughs> but uh, I, I, that's her role. I get it. You know, when I, when you watch the series, you're like, okay, I see the, the purpose of her role. She's just, she's just acting. Yeah. She's just, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not she's saying probably that. not a selfish idiot in real life. No. I mean, look who she married. So, but like, I don't know. Season one, I guess, cause what I, I would like to think that most criminals or people who do get put in these situations are actually fairly smart people. They just, got in a situation they couldn't get out of and dug themselves a hole, which is what season one is. But season two, these people are just fucking idiots. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then now I've watched the first episode of season uh, three and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, wow, you people are just idiots. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw season. That's the one with you and McGregor and. Yeah. Okay. I, I have, I think I, did I see that? I hear that the last season, season uh, with uh, John Hamm is excellent. Yeah, that's that's why I started watching because I I didn't realize they did five seasons of it and I was like, holy cow! Uh, Sherry says so, the latest season is the best. Yeah, and that, I, I'm gonna watch seasons one, two, three. I'm gonna skip four and then just watch five because I mean the, the reviews of season four are horrid. That's uh, with Chris. They go Chris back Rock, in time. Yeah. Chris Rock. I I started to watch that, and I it just for some reason struggled with it. Struggled to keep my attention with it. So yeah. Anyway, not that it was bad. It just for me, it just didn't. Just didn't do it. Yeah, it didn't do it. Uh, I I have gotten back into Better Call Saul. Oh, nice. And I'm almost done with season four, and I, I told Cindy today. I go. I don't know. Why I stopped watching it. Yeah. I go. I. It's it's so well done, mm-hmm. and, and the way they go back and they're setting up basically how Breaking Bad, you know, all the characters from Breaking Bad, how they became part of Breaking Bad. Right. They do a great job with that. And, and you know, and I don't regret my decision that you guys gave me so much shit for because uh, I watched Better Call Saul first. Uh, but you know, someone, one of our listeners though, did do me a solid though and said, like, you know, watch Better Call Saul all the way up to this episode. It's like it's like the one of the last two of the last season. He's like, then watch uh, Breaking Bad Breaking and then come back. And I was like, okay. Uh, I, I think it was more that we, you hadn't watched Breaking Bad. Right. Well, it's, it's one like, of those. It's like, yeah. It's like, what the, what the fuck, man? But it, I don't know why I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I think maybe because I had missed already the third. I they were on the third season by the time I even heard of the show. So I probably just was like, ah, you know. I'll. It's the same thing like why like, like Chris is, always gives me shit for not watching um, The West Wing. And I'm like, well, Chris, I was like, I was in college when The West Wing was on. Like, you know, I had other shit to do. It, it's, it's West Wing, I, I think, is must see TV. Okay, I, th- I think it, I because I I didn't because Cindy and Jay watched it. I used to work at nights too. I had two jobs back then, you know, you got family and bills, and I would go from one job to the other job and get home like at three a.m. and mm-hmm. turn around, you know, go back to work again. 
Anyway, I'll stop complaining. But uh, <laughs> I did. I didn't see. Now, I didn't you, see now, now you got no job and and yeah, uh, like six it, kids, six <laughs> kids to watch. Um, but uh, anyway, I was the the. Uh, but I I started watching the West Wing in the second season. I started. We could record her. I forget what it was, but anyway, we could. I said, "Oh, wow, this is really good." And eventually, I went back and watched season when it was. You know, you had streaming services back and you could watch and. And Cindy and I have done a couple of rewatches, but it's it's one of those shows that's so long. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't like the final season of The West Wing. I like the final season of The West Wing because it's I like the how the political part, how they're you know you're picking a vice, you know it, it, how you're picking a president, you know all the all the stuff goes on, and then one thing happens, and that person loses the election because yeah. of a certain thing. Um, but yeah, The West Wing is is must must see TV. I should say. Uh, it's just well done. I like it, mm-hmm. but some people won't watch it because it's. Uh, I've had people go, "I'm watching that liberal crap." I go, "Okay, it's based on a liberal president, but it's not. It's not. It's yeah. not just. It, it, you see how you see how the the system. I've always. It's, thought, it's almost like the system. Yeah. It's like okay, we need to correct how the system works. Yeah, I've always thought. I know uh, Sorkin is a Democrat. He's left wing, but I've always thought he's fair. You know, like he, yeah. he, he, he doesn't beat you over the head with what he personally believes. He, cause like, you know, the American president uh, with Michael Douglas is one of my favorite uh, presidential movies. And there's only like two times in the movie where he expresses what, you know, some ideas that would, some people would go like, eh, that's stupid. You know, but for the most part, it's just a solid movie of what it's like to be president and trying to do what's right. It's no Dave. It's no. I like Dave too. Dave and yeah, those roughly came out at the same time. But yeah, yeah like I, I, I think like the Dave thing. With, I think what the reason people like Dave is it's how we wish the yeah how the government would, would work. Okay, what's best for everybody? Right. How can we get this to work? Okay, this is how. And you have what Mark Lemangelo, who is the the president's. Uh, you know, oh, my, yeah. uh, he was the, uh, the guy I'm drawing, I'm drawing blanks today. Mm-hmm. I'm old, but anyway, he was basically the handle of the president and he didn't right. like, and he, of course he's like, no, this is all right. We can't do that. Okay. That we're going to figure out, we're going to mm-hmm. cut some government waste to add this program, which right. they won't do today because that'll keep me from getting reelected. Right. That'll keep me from being, re- it's all about getting reelected and, and until people start figuring that out. Things aren't going to change. But anyway, I didn't want to make this a political show. Uh, we got the Super Bowl coming up, and um, again, I'm I I was sad that Detroit didn't make it. That's yeah, I, I completely lost interest as soon as Detroit lost. I was like, okay, because like I, I always feel that if it's not your team, then you have to pick someone that you really want to root for. Because well, I, have, like, I have 31 favorite teams now. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. Like everybody wants that Cinderella story. Or they want they want someone who really deserves to be there and uh Detroit has never been it's like everyone was rooting for Detroit they've never been to a Super Bowl and, and yeah. the, the fact the way that I, I said last week you weren't here I go that brought back a lot of bad memories because as a charger former charger fan they lose in the most I mean they just lose in ways like that was like that's normal because yeah. I know a few people that are Detroit fans and we've been t- I mean, I know him just from the internet and stuff like that. Don't know him personally. I said, dude, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I know exactly. I mean, that it's just the way you lost. 
you will never, I go, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you will never get over it because you lost into what you should have, you should be in the Super Bowl. But yeah. your coach, you know, not kicking the field goals, not, you know, just making a couple mistakes and you go, ah, it's just like, oh, Sherry said, grew up in Michigan. So yeah, Lions fan for life. My dad was a Lions fan, not a huge one, but because he was stationed in Detroit. So he'd go to a lot of Tiger games and go to a lot of, uh, and he watched the Lions and stuff like that. But he, he wasn't a diehard football fan. He was more of a, uh, when I was growing up, he was definitely a baseball fan. He loved his Cardinals. He used to rub yeah, it in my that's... face every time the Cardinals beat the Padres. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just bought often... Cardinals tickets today, actually. Oh, not for the to... Rocky games? For the Rocky. They're not playing in, in Colorado until September. But uh, Cindy still wants to come out and watch a Rockies game, <laughs> watch the Rockies and Padres. And we're thinking about it, but it's like, eh, we don't know. Well, it should be an easy win for the Padres. Uh, you would think. You would think. You would think. They struggle. Yeah. They struggle against the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it blows my mind. I've, I've said this before, you know, which I know you don't like the Dodgers, but uh, I don't either. But, but, uh, you know, I, I was so used to when I lived in LA, whenever the Cardinals would come play the Dodgers, sitting right at first baseline, and I was going to pay a minimum of 125 per ticket. Uh, then to moving to here, where the Rockies suck. And, it doesn't matter. I can buy home plate tickets. I can buy like five rows up from home plate, 50 bucks. It's like, man, like this is so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Know? It used to be, it, it, like I said, we, Cindy and I have gone to Pittsburgh the last couple of years and you can sit right behind uh, the dugout, yeah. the Padres dugout, like five rows back for 50 bucks. Yeah. And you're like, and people go, I go, no, 50 bucks. That's, that's your sitting right in prime seats and uh they're great seats it's, it's a great ballpark but since the team is bad yeah people aren't going to get because again i remember when i was when i was in high school and the padres played at san diego stadium qualcomm that big old piece of junk stadium you could literally go to on the day of the game and you could show we could you could yeah. sit wherever you want we used to sit by it, it, a lot of times we'd sit in the bullpen because we'd watch like goose gossage and uh, some of the, you know, Padres closers, you know, relief pitchers, you're sitting right. Th- that was the best part because the stadium would, it, w- it was a shitty place to watch a baseball game, but it, it would, but it would, it'd go like this down the line and then it would curve into the field hmm. and you'd get those seats right in the front. So you, it'd be the best. You could see home plate. You could see like Petco, every, every seat faces home plate. Right. So no matter where you're at, it's, it's just a perfect stadium, whereas Qualcomm, because the Chargers kept wanting expansion, you know, City never did anything for Chargers, but kept doing everything they wanted. This The stadium was terrible for baseball. It was god-awful for baseball because it was got too big, and it just was – like, if you were sitting in field-level seats, which down below, this this is how you're sitting, but home plate was like – you had to sit like this. You had to turn like this to w- look at home plate. Right, so you're sitting the whole time like this, even though your seat is facing like towards second base. But anyway, I, I uh, nothing better. Than, I, I I love going to baseball games. There's yeah, there, there's fun there. You know, you. But like you said, it's it's great when you ha- you live in a city where the teams are bad. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, it's what blows my mind about about Denver uh, is this is a Bronco town. I mean, oh, not yeah. that I live in Denver, but it's a Bronco. It's a Bronco state. 
Oh yeah. And it doesn't matter. The Nuggets could win the next five, you know, NBA championships. The, you know, the Avalanche could win all the Stanley Cups in the world. And yeah, there's a segment that's really going to care, but most people don't give a shit. And it just blows my mind. Uh, like they, if the, if the Broncos suck, then everybody sucks. Uh, it's, just, I mean, it's, it's funny how there's, you, you got, you got Los Angeles. It's, it's a Laker and Dodger town. doesn't matter how bad the Lakers have been bad for mm-hmm. what, three or four years. They just been terrible, but it's a, it's the Clippers can't, they're building this, this, uh, they're building this, um, huge uh i mean a state-of-the-art arena i mean it's, it's going to be incredible and they still will be nobody cares yeah and that's what the people keep saying about the chargers and you look at the rams since they've been back they've well, been to a super bowl won a super bowl and still nobody gives a shit yeah i mean that's i mean because i mean we've 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 had this conversation before uh because like to me, LA is a Raiders town. That's just what it is. It is. It is. And and yeah, there's there is a segment that really does like the Rams, uh, even before they move back. You know, like they there's a but when I when I think of the Clippers and I think of the Chargers, those are San Diego teams, and no one's ever going to be loyal to them. Like it's just kind of like oh, it's like the, the redhead stepchild. Like okay, yeah, we've got them too, but we don't care. Yeah, if Chris Dorn says all those cookie cutter stadiums are terrible seating. Jack Murphy, well, it was San Diego Stadium at first, then then the Murph, uh, the Vet, Riverfront, and Three Rivers. I I, I was can remember my dad because when Jack they named it after Jack, it used to be San Diego Stadium, then they named it Jack Murphy Stadium to honor Jack Murphy, who was a beat writer for the Union Tribune at the time, who brought who was key to getting the Chargers to come to San Diego from L.A. They played one season in LA and nobody, I mean, literally nobody went, you can see that it's nobody went to the games and also getting the Padres took um, a major league team. You know, he was a, one of those times where, where writers were, had some influence, you know, and they could get the crowd is before social networking. So he was able to, so they named, named it Jack Murphy. Well, then they wanted to name it Qualcomm stadium for naming rights. So they went to the uh, family of Jack Murphy. Hey, would it be okay if we, Change it from Jack Murphy to Qualcomm Stadium because they're going to pay us a lot of money. And <laughs> family said, you know, whatever. And my dad said, I would have told them to shove it up their ass. Well, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think in those situations, you just you you kind of divide what the name is, you know, because like, I, you know, it, like, it, you know, Tennessee uh, college football, it's Neyland Stadium. But then they'll name like the press box is named this, and then this is named this. You know, like so they just, just kind of like, ah, well, you're getting downgraded from the whole thing to you know, to this. They put We're a so- statue. They put a statue of Mountain Front, but I, again, I don't know what happened to the statue because they tore down the stadium. Um, right. Once the Chargers left, there was no. I mean, it was costing twelve million dollars a year to just have the stadium there. It was basically a piece of crap. Um, now they have the Snapdragon, which is. The Aztecs funded and built mm-hmm. San Diego State, but uh, yeah, I, my dad, I can still remember that. And uh, when um, the the Rockies, when they played the Padres in the 2007, uh, they had a playoff game. They were tied after 162 games. They had a playoff one playoff game, and Matt Holiday comes in in extra innings and slides, and they called him safe. He never touched home plate. Mm. Never touched home plate. And my dad goes every time he heard Matt Holiday. Still hasn't touched home plate. <laughs> so most Padre fans, if you say, just say Matt Holiday, they'll tell you 
still hasn't fucking touched home plate because it, it, back then didn't have replay, and it clearly shows. We're like, he didn't touch home plate. He didn't. Have to, he never touched home plate. Now the catcher dropped the ball, hmm. but he goes. He picks up the ball and tags him. But the umpire save, save, save. You're like going, no. Anyway, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? Right. Uh, again, Lions fans, I can suffer. I've suffered many, many, many games like that. Where that's the problem. If you're very passionate about your sports teams, it, it can be. It can be a killer. I mean, you've you've felt that way probably with Tennessee. Yeah, well, I mean, not so much the Titans, but I'm sorry, the University of Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, because like you know, I've been a, a volunteer fan my whole life in every all their sports, and uh, especially with football, they sucked in the late '70s and early '80s, and then when Majors became the head coach, it was just a steady build in a way. And then he, you know, he had a medical condition, and Fulmer kind of stole his his uh, head coach. And then, you know, we got Manning, and then we were always on an upward traje- trajectory through the late '80s and '90s. And then Fulmer, who was the coach at the time, you got comfy and just basically squandered our chance to be a uh, like an Alabama, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we sucked. We sucked basically from 2002 all the way to yeah, 2020. Two seasons, so it's a big. Years. It's a big stadium, isn't it? Holy it's God. one of the largest. Yeah, it, it, there was one season that where it was the largest in the country, uh, and then they Michigan would not allow that, so they added more seats to to get claim <laughs> that title, and then we downgraded because uh, we put in like some elite sections, and so we lost like a like two thousand seats, and so now we're, I think we're like sixth or seventh largest in the country, but uh, it's yeah, it's I I think have been in two of the three times where they have had the most people ever in that stadium, which was like 108 and then like 107. That's, that to me is insane. Cause I've, I've been to like Qualcomm used to hold like 71,000 people back. And I've been there when they had like 70,000 people. I'm like, this is way too many fucking people. Yeah. It's a lot. Cause it, it takes you forever. Well, what, what we used to do on days like that was there was a, you got Friars road. You could park at the top of the hill at like a, like it, and it wasn't to avoid paying for parking because parking wasn't that expensive back then. It was just getting out of the stadium was a nightmare because it would just all congest into this one, mm-hmm. you know, you had the five, the eight of the five, one sixty-three, whatever it was, it all go like this, and you couldn't get out of it. Would take you hours to get out of the stadium. We used to tailgate before when we had season tickets, we used to tailgate before at football games. We tailgate before the football game. Then we tailgate after because it was a right. pain in the ass to it's try to get. It was like why, 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 why battle it? You're going to sit there for hours. But for bigger, like the World Series, Cindy and I went in '98 to the Yankees one. We parked at the top of the hill, some supermarket, and you walk about two miles down the road. <laughs> and then after the game, you walk back up and you're able to leave. But yeah, to me, going to games where there's only like a thousand people, two thousand. Those I mean, I, days. <laughs> yeah, I still remember. You know, going to my very first football uh, game at at in England Stadium. Um, I mean, coming from a town that was like nine thousand people, you know, to going in that stadium, which is ten times the population of my hometown, just like yeah. holy shit. And you can forget going to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh well, those bathrooms are. So, I mean, they've been, from what I've heard, have been very well done in modern. It was when I was a kid. It was the just a big long trough, you know, where you know, yeah. it's like you're in there and just like 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've told this story before, but I, I, my trough days ended when this drunk guy was peeing. He was hitting the front of the trough and it was mm. like spraying. I go, dude. Oh. I go, dude. He goes, what? I go, you're peeing on me. He goes, what? I go, you're peeing. I, and, and I'm wearing shorts. Right. And so it's like, I go, oh, God, he's fucking pee is hitting. After that, I refused to, I, I refused the troughs. I would go into the, I go, fuck it. I don't care if people think I'm taking a shit or not. I don't care. Yeah. Because if you're taking a shit, people give you shit for taking a shit. Right. You but, gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> I remember in Pittsburgh, I said, fuck, I'm not, I went to Steelers game and I go, fuck, I'm not standing in this goddamn, I'm not going to get peed on with this, this all these, because Pittsburgh, they like to drink. Cindy and I went to the Pittsburgh game. It was like 27 degrees snowing. It was great football weather. And actually, the fans were great, but they literally got up like every five minutes to pee because they've been drinking Rolling Rock mm. since, <laughs> since five, ten hours before the game started. Right. And so they're like, I gotta go battery. So I go, so I'm saying, like, this this Charger fan has to poop. I go, no, I just don't want you fuckers peeing on me. And they're ah so it was it was fun back and forth. It, it was it was it was great times, but that's what's uh, funny to me is like you, you definitely will get a lot of looks at in Colorado, if you're drinking Coors or Coors Light or any of the Bud Light, Budweiser, any of the just the name brand beers, because to us, it's well, it's not to me, but like to a lot of the Coloradans, it's there's so many quality beers in the state that they're just like, why are you I drinking that shit? Coors, so I, I won't drink. I mean, I know he's one of our sponsors, Coors, but I won't yeah. drink it. It's like it, it makes me laugh, but like you know, this last week when I was in Nashville, um. Everybody that was not from Tennessee was like, Hey, like, what's a good Tennessee beer? I was like, There are no good Tennessee beers. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and uh, and they see me drinking Miller Light, and I was like, They're like, You drinking that? I was like, Dude, I can drink like 24 of these. I was like, We're gonna be out for a long time. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not drinking a you know, an IPA. John, the retired guy says it went to an A's game in the 80, uh, 70s. 70. Yeah, 800 people were there. Yeah, that's how it was at San Diego Stadium. I mean, there would be literally nobody nobody at the i mean i remember sitting above the dugout potters are playing the reds the game went 16 innings and lou wow. Pinello was the coach of the reds and that's when march shot owned the uh owned the team and she i don't know if you remember march shot she got she, she had to sell the team because she made a reference to hitler being a, a good person um <laughs> about his infrastructure and all that different stuff but it's still it just you, you can't you can't say hitler was a good person uh, but she had a dog, uh, St. Bernard, called Shotzi. So every time Lou Pinella came out, the Shotzi! Hey, Shotzi, what do you do? Dell and I, who was a warm taffy and I, would be yelling at, at, at Lou Pinella <laughs> as he goes out. Hey, Shotzi, what kind of move are you making now? He was, by the end of the game, he, he was ready to come in the stands and kick our <laughs> we're just We're just ragging on him every time he came out. It was, it was so much fun. Those were the days. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but, but you know, you know, he could hear you because you look. There's nobody in the stands, especially when the game's going 16 innings because right. everybody leaves and we're like, "Come on, Shotzi, make a better move." <laughs> it's like a major um, league. It's like major league two, you know, with Randy Quaid out there by himself in the stands, just giving Charlie Sheen shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just those were the days. I mean, I remember going to. Uh, Larry Walker was playing for it was must have been Montreal, and we were we were sitting in in, in right field and we go Larry, Larry, can you hear us? And he'd be like a turn around and just look at shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was that was part of our thing there is going there and make uh, just harassing the players and and uh, I remember a Dusty Baker story where Warm Taffy were sitting in the second row down the first base third baseline and during warm ups and stuff like that and Dale yells Hey Dusty your wife she's good I go <laughs> so we're all like so like I think there's like four of us we all went. And he comes walking over. Oh, nice! And he's he's a big dude, and he's he's he comes walking over, and he he just puts his arms on the railing like this. He knew the people in front of us, but I'm like going, I I said fuck. Dale goes, you're calling. I go fuck it. I'm not getting my ass kicked because you said something so asinine and stupid like that. Fuck that. Right. And so he just stared at Dale the whole time, and Dale's like pissing his pants and. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, and 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 he had every right. Dusty had every right to. If he would have kicked his ass, I I would have let him. I told him. I said, I'm a, I'm not stopping. That was that was wrong. You crossed the there's a line. Low blow. Low blow. Yep. And you you crossed you crossed that line, Mister. But uh, that was that was good times going back in the day. Now I'm too old. I I couldn't say that. Oh come on. It's like it's like uh, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris would hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Chris would beat me. I, he's especially not, he's not even glasses. here. Yeah. He's not even here, and I'm still giving him shit. <laughs> Well, because Chris is violent. He's a Pats fan. That's true. There's a oh, let's see. There's a great, great naughty wine. tea that is sold in Tennessee. If you like sweet tea, Nick, you should buy yourself a bottle next time you're in Tennessee. It's sweet. It is sweet tea with alcohol kick. Ah, oh. Sherry, I probably would like to, but being diabetic, I don't drink sweet tea. Yes. Yeah, so Sherry's trying to kill Nick. She's trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, if you want to see something funny, Cindy loves tea, mm. but she hates sweet tea. If Jay does a great impression of Cindy when she drinks it, it's like it's like. Oh man, I loved it. I love sweet tea. Oh, she I, goes, <gasps> I don't like any kind of tea, but she'll she, she throws an absolute fit if she gets sweet tea. She goes, sweet at sweet tea. She got mad at me one time. I went to McDonald's for work, and I come back, and I go. She goes. You just why would you taste? You know, it's. I go. I asked for on sweet tea. Literally, say, uh, this is North Carolina. For some reason, they automatically think sweet tea. That this is the South. You're gonna want sweet tea. tea. Yeah. And she goes. Well, you. I go. First, I go. I don't like tea. How would I know it's sweet or not? <laughs> yeah. I don't drink tea. I don't like it. Like, All tea know, tastes like shit to it me. It tastes like shit. Yeah, most of the time it does. Like I, I remember, you know, in 2005 when I went to China. There's so many people that are like, oh, I'm so envious. You're going to get drink so much good tea. And I went, I forget what town I was in, but, you know, they had like this famous tea house, you know. And, and I ordered at least six or seven cups of tea, like thinking, where is this famous tea? And I and I just remember like all this, this group I was with going like, it just tastes like fucking warm water. I was like, it's just warm water with shit floating in it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I told the England story. We went to England. We went to a uh, a tea house. Yeah, but know. you you probably had builders tea, which is you know. I didn't. No, well, this is what the thing was. I, I you had to dress. We had to dress up really nice. Oh, their their cabs are like. If you ever been to England, their cabs are amazing. They're clean. They're they're they're, they're lots of. I mean, it's it's a it's amazing. If I had money, I'd I'd move to I'd probably well, I'd move to Switzerland. I'd move to. Uh, um. Switzerland first. That'd be I'm the Ted Lasso school of tea. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm, exactly. I am Ted Lasso when he drinks the bubbly water. Uh yeah, I can't stand it. But we go to this tea house 
and you know uh, the girls got their tea my two daughters and my wife they got their teas and the guy kept going would you like this i go no nah, i'm i'm good i'm good and then he just kept saying i go no nah, i'm just drink the water i'm fine just like, finally i go i don't like tea i don't like tea you would think that i would had i, I almost caused international incident I, we almost went to war with england because i don't like tea i go and, and city so goes why couldn't you just order a tea any tea and just not drink it i go well that's a waste isn't just it a waste yeah she goes you had to be a dick I, so now i'm in trouble because i don't like tea i go well i i came to this fucking tea house knowing i didn't like tea and little cookies and stuff it, it just was too sugary i, I was just like i had a, i had a miserable time but i i i, I tried to i tried to i tried to be the nice guy did but you ever I, see, I don't like tea did you ever see the movie snatch oh i've heard of it it's a, it's a guy Ritchie film brad pitt's in it and um i think so about yeah. a jewel heist but the one i mean there's a lot of really memorable lines in that film but the one that i remember is um he's dead i can't remember his name but he's a an actor american actor and he's part of this whole crime thing that's going on and he's trying to get a hold of this diamond and it keeps slipping out of his hand so he finally flies from new york over to to england and you know, the, his partner in crime's like, welcome to England. And he's like, sit down, you big fat fuck. <laughs> like, and then it's like, <laughs> he goes, the only time I like flying anywhere is if I'm going to a warm, sandy beaches. And then, of course, the English guy's like, we have beaches here. He's like, yeah, who the fuck wants to see them? <laughs> you know, <and> like, <laughs> so like, I'm sure they're not warm. Right, exactly. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Snatch is a pretty good film. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I, I, I remember that. I, it's so many, it's so many movies. I go, it's like I. You weren't here last week, but I, I watched uh, the Guns of Navarone. Oh yeah, yeah, good one. And with uh, Gregory, Gregory Peck, Peck and yeah. and uh, um, that English guy. I knew his name last week. I can't remember this week, but uh, uh, Nev, uh, uh, Nevin, David Nevins, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Greek actor. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna remember. I should, anyway, I was like, I remember that Gregory Peck was in it. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I like going. God, I don't remember seeing. I go. Have I seen this movie before? So I started watching it because I, I I like Force Ten from Napa. Force Ten, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, but and, and it's funny because I I had, I had said it last week and I forgot to leave out that Carl Weathers was in the movie. Yeah, and Carl and Weathers passed away the next day. Now, Cindy and I were taking the boys to school. We had the boys, the Glaffler boys, last week, and we went to um, Cracker Barrel for breakfast, and. The, the song living in america came on and that's <laughs> the apollo. that's from rocky four apollo yeah. and he dies and i go no no that's she's like no apollo died remember apollo dies if he dies he dies i must break you and and, and then i said i kept talking about it. i go yeah carl weathers was in it he's the one that he plays rock you know and she goes oh that's right i go i go yeah he dies in the movie like a few hours later we find out carl weathers died i go I, I turned to Cindy. I go, you killed Carl Weathers. <laughs> I because I was like going, oh, because it was it was getting. He played football at San Diego State. I mean, yeah, there's a connection yeah. there. And I and for the Raiders and, and the he was and it's funny is he, he never heard a bad thing about him. No, and it was like, oh my god, he just he just died. You know, there's no because well, I mean, it, 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 I mean he's he's someone that you didn't expect to because he wasn't. He wasn't young, but he wasn't old. You know? But he wasn't sick either. Yeah, exactly. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. And it's like, and then you think of Carl Weathers, you think of so many movies, you know, like uh, 
Predator. Predator, and he's in uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, which is, you know, he plays Chubbs, and he's Chubbs. got the fake, because the alligator just... He's, he was just so beloved, and, and who didn't like Apollo Creed? Yeah, like I was I was reading, you know, because he passed away, there's always a lot of people that want to tell share their stories of... Right. of uh, and it, I forget what actress it was, but they were somewhere where people could talk to them, you know, and she said, I just kept watching all these people reference Apollo to him, you know? And she goes, I don't know. She was me because I was young. You know, she was, maybe I thought, God, that would get annoying, you know? And she asked him, she was, I asked him when it died down, I was like, do you ever get tired of people just knowing you for this one role and always asking about that? And he said, he said, yeah, he goes, when I was younger, you know, when I hadn't done much past that or like, you know, maybe into the late eighties, I would get annoyed. He goes, because it, it you know, it's kind of like being a, and this is not what he said, but it's kind of like being a beetle. Like everything you do, they're just going to know you as a beetle. Um, but he said, he goes, as I've gotten older, he goes, I've actually grown to love Apollo. He goes, because I know that no one can take that away from me. He goes, he goes, it's a character that people will love and, uh, and uh, you know, it's resonated with them. And he goes in, he goes, most actors never get that to where people actually love the character and they really want to meet you and they're excited to meet you. He goes, most people are forgotten. It doesn't because matter. He, yeah. The funny thing is he's supposed to be the bad guy. Right. And, <laughs> but and he's not. You know, I mean, Rock, well, Rocky three kind of flipped that. Yeah. You know? Rocky, he became, but even in Rocky two, where he's, he's trying to pressure uh, Rocky to fight again because, you know, he's taking all the crap and all the, the hatred. He's right. still, I mean, he's the bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. He's not like uh, Mr. Uh, like uh, Clubber Lang, Mr. T. Right. Yeah, Clubber Lang he, is definitely a bad guy. Clubber Lang is the bad guy. Drago is the bad guy. I mean, he kills right. Apollo Creed. Right. I mean, he kills him. Um, but you know, like you said, Rocky Three kind of changes, you know, because Creed is working with a, you know, Rocky to uh, get him over his fear. But yeah, I, I was just shocked. I said, "Oh my God, that just." I forgot what I was talking about at the beginning, but it was just him being a bad guy. Cause like, I never exactly. Cause you know, in the first one, I, I, I always felt Apollo in the first two films was just being a boxer. That's all yeah. he was. He was, you know, the first one he's doing it. For he was like, gimmick. he was like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, exactly. The first one he's just doing is a gimmick. You know, he's like, Hey, I'm trying to get some attention. I'm trying to, you know, get, you know, some money and get, get this hyped up, giving the little guy a shot. And then the second one, because he was hum humiliated, even though he won, he yeah. had to. He had to get that that ego. The ego this would not let from, it go. This guy from nowhere went the distance with him. With me, yeah. And so, yeah, that's my. I never felt of him as a bad guy. He was just trying to do what was best for him. Uh, and then the third one, because he's retired, pretty much. You know, he. It's, I mean, I, I which, guess is, that, which Rocky, is funny. He's retired, but he's in better shape than Rocky. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I, like I said, like people. I rarely find anyone who agrees with me, but I, I've always said Rocky three is the best one. I mean, plot wise, I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. They're all, all the first four, all three, all four of them are great. I I, I love any Rocky movie. Yeah. I've exactly. said that a hundred times. I, I just, I'm just a fan. Yeah. I just, I've always liked Rocky three cause it's kind of an emotional roller coaster. Cause you know, you have Mick die, you know, you have Rocky at his lowest, you know, uh, you have, you have Thunderlips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot. You have a lot going on in that film. Um, and then what's fun? Yeah, go ahead. It's, what's his name? Uh, Polly. He says, you know, highly irregular. Well, he's in an episode of Mash, in like season, 
I'll say season one or two, he plays some with uh, some guys trying to get this, and he goes, "That's highly allergic, a regular." I'm like, because <laughs> he, he, he's drunk, and he. Right. And I go, "Wow, is that his catchphrase?" Right. You know, Polly, but yeah, it just, yeah, uh, it just. Anyway, he was like he was playing Polly in Mash, or that's just how he is. I mean, he, Bert Young, now. he died. He died recently. Recently, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. A year or two. But yeah, Carl Weathers. That was just a shock. It's like, oh no, not and, and all the actors that came. Like you said, it was just no. It's, it's one of those guys where nobody had a bad thing to say about him. Right, and I think a lot of Star Wars people are also Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian because it's. You would like to think like your actors die when they they don't have any work left to do, you know, like they're retired or, or whatnot, you know. And but like, it's like, oh well, there's still at least another season of Mandalorian to go, or a, a movie or something. And it's like, yeah, shit, you know, we're missing, we're gonna miss a a, a a good character that's not there anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I know Chris was upset by it. Yeah, well, you know, he played a good Lando. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Anyway, I think going back to the Guns of Navarone, I go, mm-hmm. I, I probably had seen it as a kid because I used to watch the late night movies. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, uh, you know, San Diego stations used to go off the air like at like at twelve thirty or something like that. But then, you, it, then you could pick up stations from LA, get KTLA and all this different stuff, and watch the late night with Cal Worthington as Dog Spot. And it would be like a tiger or something like that. Looking for a car, go see Cal. Anyway, you could pick up these late nights. And so I could watch late night movies on the late, late, late show. I mean, people there are like, oh, what the fuck is he talking about? No, back in the day, we, you know, you didn't have 24 hour, 24 hour TV was rare. Right. But LA had a couple stations that would show late movies. Once you got the rabbit ears right and got some tinfoil, I'm not kidding, <laughs> up against your window, I could watch it. It'd be fuzzy, but I could watch, you know, in my room, I'd watch, you know, late night movies. So I don't know if I saw it or not, but I was watching going, okay, I after I watched Guns of Navarone, which is, you know, the first one, I prefer Force 10 from Navarone. Well, yeah, it's just a different... I just think it's a little more modern. It has more modern yeah. board. And... Right. It's funny. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, yeah. And Carl Weathers, yeah. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if it was, it had to be a Ramble cast. We were talking about that. Um, because if it wasn't for probably Indiana Jones, you know, Harrison Ford's career would have been over too. Because if you look at, you look at in between, you look at basically from Star Wars in 77 all the way to 81, his career didn't really do much like you know he was in force 10 which is a minor role he was in hanover street uh or hanover hanover street yeah hanover street yeah uh he was in he had a little bit role in um apocalypse now he did frisco kid with gene uh wilder like but everything he did was blade runner blade runner's 82 was blade runner 82 okay but they, even that was a flop you know, yeah yeah well, it, was it wasn't a big hit no so that's what i'm saying like it, it makes me wonder like just how lucky, you know, like, cause I, I always it, wanted Mark Hamill to be more successful, but people didn't want to cast Luke Skywalker. Uh, no, they didn't want. And plus he, when Corvette summer had Corvette, that, where he got injured. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't look the same. Right. But he's, he's done, he's done very well in the, uh, 
voiceover acting and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm not saying he didn't wasn't successful, but it's like I told you. I, I know I've said this story a few times. Matt Case's American Graffiti that was before he was fa- that was before. Yeah, Star that was Wars. before that was before Star Wars. Uh, but I was saying like he had little bit roles here and there, but he was never. It wasn't successful. Yeah, Force Ten from Navarro wasn't a big hit from what I remember. I remember seeing it in the theater, but it wasn't a big because that's when you had the big old. We go to Saturday movies, ride our skateboards down, and go see you know Saturday movies. You could sit there all day long. They'd show two films, cartoon, and you never had to leave, which was the best part. Mm. But uh, yeah, you're right. I, you, if 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 Tom Selleck doesn't get Magnum PI, right? Harrison Ford is just—he's just one of those guys on Star Wars that just got typecast. Exactly. But 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 Indiana Jones was the perfect. It was it was almost like Indiana, uh, um, his Star Wars. I'm trying to look on the character's yeah. name. Han Solo. Uh, Han Solo. It's, it's it basically was just a different take on it. But yeah, if he doesn't get that, maybe he doesn't get you know get the, you know maybe doesn't yeah. become the president. <laughs> get off my plane. Yeah. Uh, or or the movie with. Uh, uh, Kelly McGillis, where he's witness. the uh, witness, which is an excellent movie. Yeah, uh, God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, it was so that. That's a movie that people should go see because you know he play he, he infiltrates the Amish and you know. Mm-hmm. At, well, I don't know I, if I infiltrate, I, but yeah, I hear that. I I, I well, he you know, I he went undercover. Yeah. I, I'm I'm writing this down. I want to watch it again. I'm writing it down. Because that's a that's a movie I haven't seen in probably thirty. Oh, Christ, that came out in the eighties, right? Yeah, it's like eighty six, I think, eighty five or six. I, I always, probably... I always, I always get uh, uh, Mosquito Coast and Witness the dates backwards. Well, you're better than me because I, I can't remember the. Uh... But yeah, I, I I probably haven't seen it since it came out in the. Probably watched it on HBO. Yeah, it came on. I know uh, over the, the holidays because mom when, mom when they it on. when they showed movies. Yeah, but I haven't se- I haven't seen it in probably forty years. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, it's, uh, him, Kellen McGillis, and uh, uh, Danny Glover. Not Danny Glover. I forgot Danny yeah. Glover. Danny he's, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I forgot all about that. Jesus, I gotta go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, but, that's a good point though. I never thought about that. Yeah, if he doesn't get. Um, Indiana Jones, maybe he just doesn't. Yeah, because I mean, even I mean, because I'm saying you look at the his 80s output. I mean, because everyone thinks of you know, like, oh my God, it's Harrison Ford, but it's like really, he just had a handful of true successes. You know, because uh, you know, like I said you have Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Witness, uh, and then like I said, like you, you know, Mosquito Coast wasn't a hit. Then you have another Indiana Jones at the Which, end. Forgetting, of the 80s. forgetting Henry. Yeah, that's my that's my. F- favorite of his actual ability to act because he has he, a, he has a head injury right you yeah get, well not a head injury you get shot in the head he's shot in the head that's right yeah like so yeah you have you have uh um the fugitive and regarding Henry, oh, the fugitive yeah god damn forgot about that yeah like those two in the 90s were you know a blessing for him you know like uh especially the fugitive but uh yeah regarding henry to me was his best actual acting you know like because i think harris ford was one of the best facial actors there is yeah, <clears throat> but actually, him trying to act uh, regarding Henry, I think, is his best role. And I, that's another one I will watch every time it comes on. I always like regarding Henry. It's funny because regarding Henry, I always, I, when I was uh, working at the uh, rink in La Jolla teaching hockey, there was a uh, family there 
a guy had had a stroke and he had his mentality went down to like a child mm -hmm. and the wife eventually remarried and the new husband, they, they took care of the old husband. Mm -hmm. It was like, how is this not a movie? Right. <laughs> how, I mean, this, how is this, I mean, when you hear the story, it was like, it, they're well off. And, you know, it was, uh, it was in La Jolla. So, well, and, of course, and, but, but he, this poor guy, he had a, such a severe stroke that he, it, you know, he basically had to learn how to do everything again. And he probably didn't, he didn't remember, I guess that, that he didn't remember anything about his, you know, he just didn't know, but they took care of him. So the wife married someone else, yet they take care of him as, you know, I just when you th think about that, is it that's pretty fucking amazing that they didn't put him in a home, right? They took care of him as you know, you know, made sure he is. It's kind of like a, it's a happy version of Jules and Jim. Yeah, I was just like, it, I always said, I always said, I that should be a movie. How's that not on the Lifetime Network? Yeah. How how is this? I mean, how is this not? I mean, I don't know. I well, have, pretty, have you seen Jules movie. and Jim? Do you know what Jules and Jim is? I don't know. I can't remember. Nineteen sixty two French film. And uh, I'm not Cisco and Ebert. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, so the plot of this is that it takes place before and after World War One, and it's two two men named Jules and Jim, and they're like friends. And uh, this young, kind of rebel-ish woman comes in, and one of them, I can't remember which one, you know, like dates her, and they're all in love and all this. But then they both go off to, or one of them does, goes to World War One. And of course, when he comes back, he's not the same. And that's the one that she loved. And so the other one, you know, helps take care of, of him right. with her. And then they end up falling in love. But all this menage a trois type thing, which was very risque at the time, um, in, in the end, she ends up killing them all. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like it's kind of a twist. Uh, like they're in a car. And, I, okay. Uh, it's a drives, twist because I didn't see that coming. Yeah, she drives them off a, off a bridge. Uh, so, like, if you ever saw uh, Vanilla Sky <laughs> with Tom Cruise, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, that the beginning of that film when Cameron Diaz drives him off the bridge—that's an homage to that film. Huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you had a, a different happy ending than I had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just um, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's where Tarantino got the names for his. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. That's correct, Matt. Oh really? Uh, yeah, Jules and Jim for. Well, uh, it's, it's for funny because I used to watch Cisco and Ebert every every. I think they were on Saturdays, and they, you know, they would review movies. Whenever it came to a foreign flick, I said, I used to go, okay, let's do a film we don't like, because they always gave thumbs up to the <laughs> right. foreign flick. Right. It's like you know whatever the name of the movie was. Like, yeah, this was great. I go, well, why were you reviewing the movie if we know you're gonna because because the best part about Cisco and Ebert is they would take a popular movie. Right. And they would, you know, well, one would do a thumbs up and one would go thumbs down. You're like going. And so you could pick sides on, right. I mean, I think it was planned, yeah. but you could pick well, it's, sides it's, on who, who you wanted. But every, anytime it came to a foreign flick, I don't think they ever went thumbs down. I, mean, I could be wrong. I mean, think, think about it. If Jay and I reviewed movies. Yeah. You'd you know, be Cisco and Ebert. Yeah, we'd be single. It'd be Jay always like, I liked it. I, I really liked it. Oh, that movie sucked. 
<laughs> well, Matt Tree says, well, the foreign stuff that gets to the U.S. is usually because it's good. I get that. That's true. Yeah. I get that. But, but, but again, why review it? Yeah. If you're just going to like it, just say, okay, there's a foreign flick. Go see it because it's going to be good. Right. Oh, it's like uh, this last week or two, I've been training this guy from Berlin. And uh, uh, today, he's a young guy, too. I was like, oh, he doesn't like, want to take over the world, does he? Nah, he's actually a really nice guy. Okay. Right. Um, I have been giving him shit, though, because you can't <laughs> not give a German guy shit. Um, <laughs> but I was asking him today, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like you were Don't probably... put a wall up. Don't put a wall up. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what I was saying. <laughs> well, like, I guess like you like you know like, like what I always do, and I mean anyone who's German, I was like, well, I only know a few things in German. And he's like, oh really? I was like, I was like, yeah, like Nishishin. And he's like, I was like, what? <laughs> it was just don't shoot. Dunkoff, <laughs> <laughs> Dunkoff. I, yeah. I know a lot from Hogan's Heroes. Exactly. Most most yeah. German Americans know her from World War Two films, you know, because like, and then like I even said like he got something to work, and I went wunderbar. You know, and he just looks at me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know some stuff. Uh, shit, what was I saying? How about the German guy? Not, yeah. Yeah, I've already lost my train of thought. What were we talking? What movie were we talking? Oh, yeah. So I asked him, I asked him, if, I was like, oh, I was like, you were probably a little bit young for this film. I was like, but there's a 2006 film called The Lives of Others. And he's like, oh, I love that film. He goes, I watch it all the time. Like, every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, okay, good. But it's a, it's a really good film if you've never seen it, Jack. It's, um, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's um, it's when it's during when Germany's divided, and uh, this is taking place in East Germany. And his job, he works for the the Stasi, I think is what they're called, which is like the, the state police. And his entire job is to he listens to people within people's homes. You know, he had all the houses that are bugged. He listens to their lives, and in the first part of the film, he's like a stickler. You know, like anything out of line, jail, straight to jail. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but then you know, some things happen and it's, it's a very, very good film. Um, and I think, uh, I know it was nominated for best picture. didn't win. Um, and I want to say the actor also was nominated for best actor for the film. Uh, he actually passed away a few years later, huh. but it's, uh, it's a good film. I might've seen it. I, I mean, there's, I, I've said this before. I, I, there's so many movies. Like I said, when I was watching force 10 of Maver uh, the guns of Navarone, I'm like, have I seen this? Because there's so many movies I've seen I can't remember, but then there'll be a line. I go, oh, wait a minute. I I don't remember the movie, but I remember the line. The line, yeah. So it comes, you know, I'm getting older and I've seen a lot of, you know, I, I've got a lot of data in here and I can't delete it. You know, I can't, it's like a computer. I can't clear it out to open up new data. But like I said, I'll be watching, wait, I have seen this movie. This is like, a, like, a, I was like young guns when I said, Right. I, th I thought I'd seen it and I go, wait, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. No. There's just movies that, I, you know, yeah, John, I got Rochelle, Rochelle stunk. <laughs> the musical was good, though. The musical was good. Um, but yeah, there's just, uh, but anyway, it was, it was a good movie, but it had that 60s act. It was came out in 1961. It had that, right. it had the 60s act where it's, you know, right. But I'm like going, I don't think I've ever seen a great, and what other Greg, I mean, he's done lots of films. Mm -hmm. He did lots of films. And mm -hmm. I go, I'm sure I've seen them, but I could, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I go, I can't remember another film of Gregory Peck's. True. That I've seen. Yeah. And he's great in this movie. Kill Mockingbird. Kill him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I've seen Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, and then there's the one where he's on the island with the kids. Um, Mother Goose. Isn't it? Father, Father Goose. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I've seen some. All right. Kill a Mockingbird. I, I should have remembered that one. 
But uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, Gregory Peck, one of the greatest actors of all time. I'm like, going, have I seen his uh, his movies? But it was, who's the guy, the, the Greek guy? Come on, Matt Treese, help me out. Who's the Greek guy, the Greek actor? Um, burly guy. Um, I can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Could you? Anthony, no. What's his name? Yeah, see, it sucks. People laugh, but I, it sucks. I cannot remember names anymore. Cannot. I'm getting to that point. Again, there's too much information up here, and I, I there's no thing where you can send to trash and clear up space. That's what we need. Anthony Quinn. Thank you, Matt Treese. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, I yeah. love Anthony Quinn. He's in it, and of course, he hates Gregory Peck's character the whole time. Yeah. Because Gregory Peck had, you know, made. Uh, he was. You know, felt he wanted to live in a clean war, and he was nice. These Germans, these Germans end up getting, you know, instead of killing them, they end up going getting free, and they go kill Anthony Quinn's family. But the end, they're like, "It's okay, it's okay," you know. I remember being really sad when Anthony Quinn died. Like, you know, he he kind of to me, especially he's later, he was like that lovable grandfather, you know, that you just. Well, Anthony Quinn was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and Steve Martin came out and said. Uh, okay, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. <laughs> I gotta, I, I, you know, and Anthony Quinn's like, he goes, yeah, I gotta, I gotta leave and stuff like that. And then Jenny goes, okay, okay. He goes, I don't think he wanted to leave. <laughs> so, you know, Steve Martin was being Steve Martin. He goes, I'm sorry, Johnny. I just want to be a big star. <laughs> you know, like because the, the big stars would on the Tonight Show would always go, sorry, John. You know, they they wouldn't stay for the whole ninety because back then Tonight Show was ninety minutes, right? Instead of sixty minutes, when they, you know they'd have all these big name. They wouldn't stay for the whole time. And so Steve Martin goes, I just wanted to be a big star. I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and just Anthony Quinn's face is like, well, I think he wanted to stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the Tonight Show was, you know, must see TV. But you look at the, the I watch a lot of YouTube clips of that. I follow Johnny Carson Tonight Show. And, and some of the stars he had on there, you're like going, oh my God, just huge mammoth stars back then they'd all be on the stage together you're like going oh, you have like dean martin he's uh, mm-hmm. frank sinatra don rickles and this just, just massive cast of of you know people that are they were the stars in the day but nowadays you just don't get that but that's it's, okay yeah, it's a different world you know these days you don't you don't have like that's actually something i kind of is sad about today you don't have Probably George Clooney's probably the, the closest you can get to. I'm not saying fame, but having that that Rock Hudson, Drift, uh, Gregory Peck kind of physique and kind of yeah. suave style. Like you don't you don't see that anymore. Or even no. or even to an extent, Paul Newman, who was always considered to be kind of a rebel against that type. But, right. Yeah, you just don't you just don't get the uh, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm not to complain, but yeah, but I, I watched that. I was, I was, but then it made me want to watch Force Ten from Navarone again. Right, right. You said now, yeah. yeah, but I, it's been a long. I used to own that one on DVD, and I, I never watched it though. Like I, I you know, so it's like, you have so many other classic films to choose from. I was like, Force Ten was never like high up on the. the no, theater. no. It, it, again, I saw it in theater, but like I said, uh, after I finished it, it showed a bunch of films that you could. Like Bridge on the River Kwai, which I even, even that I, one I, I don't watch a lot. 
Really? I, I mean, I, I think I can say, I, I mean, I'm up there. I, it's a classic, but it's just one of those films I feel is too long. It has Obi, it has Obi-Wan. I know it does. Yeah. My God, they, it, it's long, but it, it, I think it needs to be long because you need to understand why he goes yeah. the direction he goes because, you know. Yeah. He, he, well, he, he bought into his own bullshit, you know. Exactly. And, and he's just like, no, no, we need to make this perfect because, you know, that's what it is. But, um, I like Bridge on the River Kwai. It's not a movie for everyone because it's outdated. Yeah. But I'm saying, but, like, it's, it's, there's definitely some films that everyone should watch at least once just to appreciate what they are. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like um, uh, fuck, what am I forgetting the name of it? Uh, the one in the desert. <laughs> Jesus. War uh, movie? Yeah, it is a war film. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, yeah, Arabia? Lawrence of Arabia. You know, like Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, like Lawrence of Arabia is a God. It's a beautiful film. Yeah, I haven't you know? seen that God since. Uh, I think I but, saw it the drive-in with my fam- my parents. Yeah. But it's one of those films that's just it's so <laughs> long that like you know most people today who have the attention span of a gnat could never watch that film. Well, you have TikTok. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, scrolling through this movie, it's it's too long. Scroll. Yeah. But yet, all, yet, but yet, those those same people will gladly watch you know a hundred hours of a TV series. That's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they'll watch Friends. Yeah. But they won't watch Lawrence. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Um, yeah, God, I haven't seen that movie. Seriously, I think I saw the drive-in, the two-view drive-in in San Diego, which is no longer there, obviously. Because um, our family, once in a while, we we do a family thing, and we go to the drive-in. Now, I know when uh, Cindy and I, we our kids were young, we would go to the drive We'd go, okay, go to Circle K, load up on the candy, yeah. load up on the candy. We'd get popcorn and stuff at the theater, but we'd have our minivan, we'd back it up, Pull the thing up and uh, put that little box up there. Uh, luckily, yeah. eventually they went to the, the uh, yeah. they went to the radio. But the speakers, like we got, we get there early because like because half time you had to find a speaker that worked, right? Because you get there, and the speaker doesn't work. But we open up the trunk, the back, and they would sit there and watch the movies. And before the second movie, they'd usually fall asleep. Um, that's where Joe versus Volcano. I'm watching it by myself. I'm like, okay, this movie sucks. I like Joe versus Volcano. I it, it it's it's probably my worst uh, Tom Hanks movie ever. I'm just like going, okay, this movie sucks. And I'm I I said, okay, um, you know what? I'm leaving. I closed oh, nice. the trunk. Let's see, Sherry. My husband's grandmother was an interpreter for the British government and knew Lawrence of Arabia. Peru. Oh, really? Hmm. I bet he. I bet he liked tea. Yeah, he probably did. And it's funny because my ancestors come from Switzerland. No, well, Switzerland and England. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's side is England. My dad's side is Switzerland. Oh. Do you think I would like? I would like tea, but I don't. I mean, my great grandfather. And grandparents were from; they were born in England. Mm. So you you would think that I, but eh, fuck it, I don't care. I don't like tea. Um, I was, was going to say, oh, twenty three and me. Mm. I didn't read the article, but because I, I had to go pick up uh, Cindy at work, I started. Uh, twenty three and me was worth six billion dollars a few a while ago. Now it's it's worth nothing. Really. It's like they something happened. I haven't read it yet, but something happened where they just lost all their 
I mean, I don't know what happened, but how do you go from six billion to nothing? I don't know. Maybe maybe people quit using it, or who knows? I think people what people. My personal feeling. I mean, is I, people didn't like what they were hearing. Right. I mean, I've never done it. I know I'm white. No. Well, yeah, obviously you're white. <laughs> you can see that. But again, I've said this a thousand times. I mean, I was told I was Chinese royalty. Right. I was told I was Indian. I was, you know, I had Indian blood, you know, Cherokee. Right. And you come back and go, okay, I'm just white. Well, I mean, I, I, I know enough about me to where even if I did have something else, it would be so minor that it wouldn't matter because yeah, my, my every, wife. every name on both sides of my family, as far as I know, they're all Scottish or Irish. And so it's like, I know I'm that. I don't like Earl Grey tea. I Jackson Glaffler doesn't like, I, and that's what my wife told me to order. Yeah. I said, I'm not ordering anything, but it's funny. Cause you look at my eyes and I used to be, when I was a kid, there would be racial slurs hurled at me using the Japanese slang word. Oh. And I would go, because people said I was a, you know, and I would be teased for it. But it turns out I, nothing, nothing. I So I don't know where the, because. Well, that's what's, that's what's funny, like, you know, with Cliff, because Cliff's half. Chinese yeah. and but Cliff is paler than me and Jay, you know? yeah. And, and so, like, I remember asking Cliff that one time, I was which like, is shocking because it, you both are pale, we're pale, yeah. And I remember asking Cliff that one time, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, Cliff, I, I've never thought about it until like at that exact moment. I was like, he you know, was like, I was like, do you consider yourself to be white or Asian? And he kind of went, Well, he goes, I most of the time I think of myself as Asian. I was like, well, I was like, you know, the thing is, Cliff, is it because you're paler than I am? I've always thought of you as white, you know, like, you know, and I'm like, well, again, if you, if you met his parents, yeah, you could see it. Yeah. I mean, and I, like I said, I, I've said this a hundred times. When I first met his dad, he came in the rink and Cliff used to work in the pro shop and different stuff. And I'd be like, going, he'd be talking, he was talking to me. I go, are you related to Cliff? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm his dad. I go, ah, okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it because he was, he was, he was, uh, Cliff. Yeah, just like, yeah. He, he, you know how, how Cliff has that, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One ah. hot dog for a group of uh, uh, 12. Cliff's a great guy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No, I, I love Cliff, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so 23andMe, like I said, I, 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 again, I think that most people, oh, John, it, John, the retired guy says they had a large data breach, which is, why. oh, did they? Yeah. Well, that that would suck, because it would it would suck for people to, hey, that Jack guy is just white. Yeah. <laughs> let's hold let's hold it over his head. I, I paid for this shit. I paid I'm... for this to tell me I'm white. <laughs> I think the problem. I think the problem is that you. Uh, I think what because uh, you know how we treated the Indians over the years and how mm. we treated you know the Chinese over the years. I think a lot of people said didn't want to be, you know, considered racist. So they would say, oh, you have Indian blood, so we can't be racist. So, you know, it's just, uh, I think that's what it passed down from generation to generation. So, oh, yeah, you're Indian, so you can't be racist and stuff like that. But what? it turns out you're just white. And then, well, I, I heard also that because Europeans, well, most white Americans, when they've come to the United States, have kind of shunned their European heritage because it's like, I'm here now. I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm throwing that off of me. 
Uh, and it's the same with African Americans and that, you know, they don't know their history. They don't know exactly where they're from. And so after, you know, three, four generations, uh, aside, unless you're Irish, you know, like, uh, there's no identifier. Well, you, can, you can tell people are Irish because they drink a lot of beer. That too, but right. no, I mean, like, like, but people, you know, like, yeah, everyone's Irish on St. Patty's Day, and like, um, people like the Scottish and the Irish thing because of the the, the family kilts and the and the colors right. and the, the patterns, like, and no other culture really has that, and so that's why a lot of people like like that. It's like, oh, I'm part of this clan, you know. And so, like, I think when the 23andMe came out, people kind of wanted that identification of, like, oh, I'm I'm Italian, you know, and ah, you know, and or whatever. And, well, I, and I, so know I get my, that, too. I know my uh, Cindy's mom was Italian, but she didn't want to be Italian. So her 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 parents, um, her, like I said, I met the grandmother, but the, her grandfather died of cancer before I met him. But they spoke Italian. She didn't want to speak Italian because she didn't want to be Italian. Mm. She was in New York. She wanted to be American. Right. Even though she was American, but she was like second generation American. I think her parents, I think her parents were born here, her grandparents, but I, but before that, so she never learned Italian, just a few cuss words and stuff like that. Mm. Um, she knew the cuss words, but she, so I go, well, why didn't you learn Italian? She goes, I don't know. My mom didn't speak Italian. She was against Italian, and I mean, it's just funny how, like you're saying, well, it was they want to be they want to be American because being an Italian yeah. immigrant was, you know, unfortunately, was you know considered. Yeah, it's all of them. All of them were at some point. I mean, that's why you have so many Irish names that you know they're no longer like Odell or O'Reilly. It's just Riley, or right. you know, like even Dunn was D U N N E, and most of us dropped the E. It's like the you wanted to rid of those very stereotypical things we kept gladfelter because it was an easy name to pronounce and spell yeah exactly yeah every time i see it i go oh, i know exactly how to say that well it's it's, it's a word i mean uh i learned from my uncle because um, my dad never told me anything that uh there's so many different spellings of gladfelter because when they came over to you know ellis island and came over and they say, oh, what's your name? Gladfelter. They couldn't spell it. <laughs> so that's why there's so many different spellings like Gladfelter, Gladfelton, because I'm my family's from Gladfelton, Switzerland. Ah, okay. But they would spell it Gladfelter, because the people coming over couldn't, you know, they couldn't say it in English. Mm. So they would sell Gladfelton. Gladfelter. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many different versions of the name. That's why it's a. Uh, Sherry's 100% Irish from Cork. I don't know. Well, she does drink a lot of beer. Well, I'm just I saying. Say that. Yeah. 100% Irish. She's from the South. Yes. Yeah, yeah like, uh, you know, I'm from, uh, my, you know, Dunn's are Midland, Midland Irish, and then my mother's side is uh, from Northern Ireland. Yeah, like I said, my mom's side is Irish, English, French. Um because I I know Cindy was big on because she got into Downton Abbey and she wanted to be she wanted to be English English so bad and British so bad and you know and she's like <laughs> like two percent and she, so I came back like fifty percent nice I go <laughs> yeah well sorry 
you can't be my peoples. I'm sorry. You're just Italian. <laughs> you're sorry. just Italian. <laughs> and then the other was Swiss and German. Uh, a lot of Swiss, obviously, because mm. Switzerland. But other than that, there was no, no, nothing else. Just, just white. Just as white as can be. <laughs> and I tan easy. That, that, that's what I don't get. I tan. I, I can tan faster than most people. Really? See, I yeah. yeah I don't at all. Obviously. Obviously, um, I but I can tan. Like that, faster than Cindy, who's Italian. Well, that's I, I, I keep saying I think I was adopted. One of my coworkers, he's actually a really good guy, but he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And uh, <laughs> he is—it's—it's it's so funny because he—he he considers himself to be like a quarter Filipino, but he's mm-hmm. not Filipino. He's actually Spanish Filipino, so he's still mm-hmm. white, but he's the Spanish of the, you know, side of the Philippines. And, uh, when we were in San Diego in July, we were all hanging out by the pool. Um, none of us were in the pool, but we had shorts on our t-shirts and this is probably the first time we were, yeah, well, we're just hanging out drinking tourist. And, uh, he, uh, he has a way of being really dumbly blunt. And he, you know, he's looking at me. It's probably the first time he's ever seen me in shorts. And he says, Man, Nick, you're you're really pale, dude. Like, have you ever seen a doctor? <laughs> have you ever seen a doctor about it? And I was just like, you really don't. You really think I don't fucking know that? Like, like <laughs> you don't know I'm Irish. Yeah, I was like, I take vitamin D every day because I'm so fucking pale. I was like, yeah, I was like, I know I'm pale. Oh my god, because I used to think I because I tandies. I said, well, I got Indian in me and stuff. Like yeah, right. And no, uh, I. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I envy people that can just go out for like an hour or two and just get tan. I mean, I, I that, that's me. Yeah. I, I, well, I used to, I mean, of course, growing up in San Diego, that was the, you know, trying to get as tan as possible. You know, we get our Birdwell shorts on. I mean, kids that my day remember Birdwell shorts. That was, that was the, that was one of the swimming trunks that you had to have because you, that was the, you had to go down to the local surf shop and say, Okay, and you get me some Birdwell shorts, swim trucks. So you save up your money. It was like fifteen bucks at the. And that, this is back that, in that's the high dollar. This, yeah. this is back in the late seventies. Yeah, and you're like going, people are like fifteen bucks was a big deal. No, fifteen bucks was a big deal back. So you'd save your money, and you'd go get some Birdwell shorts. I got some teal ones, some teal Birdwell shorts, and, and then you tan. You go to the beach, which was free. You take the bus down. Well, you had to take the bus. We take the bus down to the beach. Had to make two stops, and what we'd always do is you'd pretend to get off on the one stop, mm. and the, the first guy in front would get off, and then we'd go back and sit in our seats so he'd be stuck by themselves. And because oh. <laughs> okay. you. you had still had one more stop you could go to, and the, that poor guy would have to wait <laughs> by himself. I don't know why we did it, but it I actually it happened to me one time. I got fucked over. I got I got I got Probably. off first. Like, oh fuck, what was I thinking? So I just said the bus stop by myself. Luckily, I wasn't kidnapped or anything. But uh, yeah, we'd go down to the beach early in the morning, and we'd put our money in a bag and put it and bury it in the sand, and, and spend the whole fucking day at the beach. Nice, because it was that was great entertainment, fun, with our Birdwell shorts. <laughs> Those were the days, my friends. We thought they'd never end, but now I'm old, and I don't like tea. Of course, I'm not you. You probably had put on sunscreen like 80, 90, 100. Actually, I don't put on sunscreen. Really? Yeah. And you don't burn? 
I'm like a mirror, man. It just bounces off. <laughs> Seriously, you don't burn with uh, your fair skin? So I, I learned very quickly, especially when I was in archaeology, that if I know I'm going to be outside, I shower the night before. And then that mm -hmm. way, all the natural oils you know, that come out while you sleep, they're still on. And so I would, if, I, if I'm going to be outside all day long, then I'll probably after lunch uh, put some suntan lotion on. But in the morning, I'm good. Uh, I don't really? really burn. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, that's what was funny when Cliff and I uh, and another young lady, we went to the San Diego zoo uh, in July. And I don't think Cliff had ever been, but uh, really? Yeah. Uh, and so as we get out, uh, the young lady and Cliff just completely cover themselves in, in suntan lotion. They look at me, they go, do you need anything? Do you want any of this? I went, no, I'm good. And I was like, actually, no. And I put like a little bit on the top of my ears and then just right here at the tip of my nose. What about your neck? Your, your neck doesn't burn? No, not really. Um, and so, but Cliff saw what I did, because, you know, that's one of the things that's great about the San Diego Zoo is that even though it's outside, it does have lots of shade. It does, yeah. There's, and there's so shade there. Cliff was noticed that, that I would walk up to the whatever we were looking at, and then after I'd kind of got my feel, I'd just step back into the shade, like, every single time. And then so Cliff immediately started... Uh, <laughs> following what i was doing uh, after 90 minutes the rcad turns into a skincare clinic absolutely i gotta be honest i'm shocked that you don't put sun because you're I, i'm not I, i'm not gonna call you pasty but you're pasty am, i'm pasty yeah and i would think that the sun would be no wow but now like i said like if he yeah like just uh i just like i said don't shower the day of because if yeah if you shower the morning of you know so you're so, so you stink i don't stink yeah, you know, but I, well, I don't know. If you don't shower, you probably stink. Just don't shower the morning of, because if you do, you're washing everything off. You're just having your so, bare skin. So, so it's burn. a natural. It's a natural. It's a nat Yeah, you have a natural defense to the sun. People just don't realize that. And a lot of sunscreen is not even good for it anyway. You're putting chemicals all over your skin. Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah, but I, I, so. this is I like Sherry. I, I, I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's I never burned when I did archaeology. Because you know, I know I was, when I was younger, we like Cindy and I first time we went to Hawaii, we put baby oil on us. Oh God, yeah. To just amplifying that, it yeah. to get that golden tan. <laughs> we 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 got the uh, we put lemon juice in our hair. Yeah, to get blonde. Yeah, yeah. And I was like really blonde and really tan when I went to Hawaii. And but uh, wow, I just I never knew that if you didn't shower, because I shower I shower at least once a day. Yeah. So I should not shower, and then I would have. But I, I, but I don't, I don't. Lose. There was one time where I was, I was at the beach, and we had these great beach chairs that would fold, fold out, and I fell asleep. Mm. And for like three and a half hours, I was on my stomach, and I had uh, mixed up makeup tips. <laughs> don't get us down that road, okay? Yeah, yeah, I could tell you great stories about makeup tips. But I got so burnt. I go, why the fuck did you guys not wake me up? They go, well, you were sleeping. I go. Because I had, I was like, oh, I was so burnt in the back. It was like, oh my god, it was it hurt so bad. Like, like John Candy and Summer Rental. Yes, yes, it was <laughs> hurt so bad. It was like, oh my god. Uh, but anyway, it's going to makeup tips. Mascara is, you know, you have to clean it at night because if you don't, it gets in your eyes. Yeah, and can cause in your eye ir irritation. Yeah. But no, I don't have any makeup tips. I'm just. <laughs> It's like when, back in the day, your mom would put cold cream on, right? And she'd put yeah. her face with that. They don't do that nowadays, do they? 
Sherry, do, do, do ladies do that? Do they, do they I, I just don't like the that feeling. I don't like that oily feeling. No, neither like, do I. I thought, I thought, especially when I moved to California and here, because it's a dry environment, that I, I would have to put like lotion on my face a lot, and I just don't, I just don't like it. <laughs> well, Jason, he was saying her hands are so wrinkled. I said, okay, let's do a comparison. I go, look, I got like elephant hands. My my skin is like, and my hands like elephants. You know, it's all. She goes, it's not a contest. I go, well, you're complaining about your hands. I go, my hands are worse. I, yeah. I have, I have older, literally it looks like, you know, how elephants are skins all. Right, right. I go, my hand looks like an elephant. I mean, the skin looks like elephant hands. I go, I win. I have the worst looking hands because my, I go, why don't you put, cause she puts lotion on her. You know, she doesn't have a lot of wrinkles and stuff like that, That's which good. I, which I do. She goes, because you, cause I don't wear sunglasses all the time. And I, I squint and she goes, you have the cows, whatever it's called. And I go, I don't care anymore. At a certain point, you just stop caring. You stop caring. Yeah. You, you have no one to impress anymore. No, it's like, okay. She goes, well, I could leave you. I go, you could. I go, but I don't care. <laughs> I am who I am. <laughs> it's like when I was in Nashville last week, uh, another young lady, she was from uh, Serbia, the coworker. And uh, do you know any Americans? Well, I mean, my company is a large, it's a French I'm, company. I'm just, giving you, I'm just giving you crap. Yeah. Uh, but she was 28. 28. And, and uh, we were talking about something. And the thing is, she was like little petite and short. And so she could have been 22. She could have been 32. You have no idea. And we were all bowling, the whole company. And, and she was in the lane next to me. And uh, we were kind of like discussing. I was like, hey, I hope you don't mind. But we were kind of, you know, it's like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how old are you? I was like, because like some of us thinking 22, some of us thinking maybe 30 or 32. And she's like, oh, wow. And like, you know, she's like, I'm 28. I was like, oh, okay. And then she was, what are you like, 34? And I'm like, oh, God bless you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, I don't get that anymore, 34. Yeah. I mean, I can really tell when I'm smiling. I mean, I've got the crow's feet and the bags under. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting old. You know? Like I said, when I was younger, I, people thought I was really young. Because I, I didn't look very old, but now, yeah, people have no problem saying I'm old now. It just hits you at certain ages. Like, uh, I don't know why. I froze. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Um, <laughs> because, like, you look at pictures of me up until 34, I look pretty young. And then something happened, but right there, 35, 36, and I probably aged like six, seven years in two years. It's uh, life. Yeah. And then, um, the same as my, my dad, my dad looked good until he's like 52 and then all of a sudden he just went like damn just fell off a cliff well i noticed before my back went out on me and mm. the rest of my body quit i mean i was still refing because i was refing college hockey and i had to stay in shit i would literally go on a treadmill like an hour a day and i i had to bow flex i was i was working i go you can tell when i stop refing because you know, yeah because you because yeah. my body just starts i just can't you know um, Cindy, Cindy's been on, uh, been losing weight and on Weight Watch. So we've been walking and I walked for like three days in a row. And I couldn't, I couldn't walk the next day. My back <laughs> hurt. My back hurt so bad. I said I couldn't sleep because it hurt Dang. so. I mean, this, the pain in my back was so bad. It's just, it's nothing I can do about it. It's just, it's just part of life, you know, playing sports my whole life and just. Oh. 
All right, I'm not sure if I'm still recording or not, but we lost Jack, so it's just the Nick show. <laughs> and I'm I'm having a good time. All right, so if anyone out there is still listening, I don't know, maybe we'll have to end the show a little early, but uh, yeah. So for anyone out there, so yeah, so last week I was in Nashville, and a lot of international people, as I was saying to Jack, and it was actually quite nice, like uh, introducing a lot of people who've never been to America. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. I was just trying to fill time, Jack. I wasn't sure. I I don't know when I I, uh, dropped out, but I just... uh... I said, "Oh shit, poor Nick swipe himself." <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's like it's, it's like it's like Garth, you know, and and Wayne's World. You know, when he loses, yeah. you know, it's like um, <laughs> you're set moment scanners when a dude's head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> my my internet had been fine all day until now. Uh, anyway, did you like the the thumbnail? I did actually. I saw that, and uh, I liked the cleverness of the uh, of Jaws coming up to get the banana and the tailpipe. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a banana in the tailpipe until I can think of it. Because in, until somebody else wants to take over, <laughs> which is my ultimate plan is to get to get uh, Matt so crazy that he goes, all right, I got to I got to I got to get this taken care of. Because I to be honest with you, I forgot that I it's like, what, what, I didn't put this till like Wednesday night. Oh, I right. Said, oh, oh, fuck. I forgot to set up the show. Yeah. Well, so that's why I said he goes, how do you forget all the time? I go. I don't know. I just get busy doing something else. And... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why, I, that's why I asked on yesterday. I was like, are we recording tonight or tomorrow? Because you know, that's no what, that, that's what had reminded me. I said, Oh fuck. I haven't set up the show yet. Yeah. No one had said anything. And no yeah. messages or anything. I was like, shit. I hope they remembered. That's why I said tomorrow because, uh, <laughs> I, I remember, yeah. I, I said, shit, I got to fucking set up that show. Oh, well, you know, I'm old. And who would have thought, the two of us could have carried a, almost a two-hour show. I know we, we went on. I, I, we had nothing planned. Nothing planned. Nothing, nothing written down. Nothing planned. Uh, I, I have you ever seen the Oracle? Not the Oracle. The uh, the Orville. Oh no, no. I know the I know the show. I just never watched it. I'm really enjoying it now because I realize it's not just a comedy. Right. At first, I thought it was going to be a straight comedy. I didn't know anything about it. And I go, oh, this is they're really tr- it's it's not BSG. Of course Don't, not. It's it's not. But it's it's actually really pretty good. I a lot of uh issues of today they talk about and I said I I really enjoy that. So I said, huh, this is a really I wish I would have watched it from the start, but it's a really good show. <laughs> but not BSG. Yeah. Nothing is. And no. that's a show I really I, BSG. I should really do a rewatch of BSG. Uh, the thing is, is that I've seen the the uh, the miniseries and season one so many times that it's like I don't want to rewatch it because I don't want to start there. It's like because then I lose interest and I don't want to end up watching the rest of the show. I should just I've, start. I, I've done. I, I do a rewatch of BSG like every two or three years, mm. so it's coming up that I should do it again because mm. it's so good. I mean, like I said, so the good. the one that I, the episode that got me going on it was the Jump. Or thirty-three or whatever. Thirty-three, it is, yeah. Where they had to keep jumping every. That's like that's minutes. like episode two of season yeah. one. Yeah, I said okay, I'm I'm in on this one. But uh, anyway, we probably should wrap this up since it's I I can't believe it's already eleven twenty-one. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. Uh, anything else you got? Do we have any emails? I don't think so. I'll check it one more time, but I don't think we did. Probably just be like, "Where's Chris?" 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, gents. I'm not going to make it. Sorry, gents. I can't let you call this gents. He always calls us gents. He's like 110 years old. And he's still fighting. Still fighting like an Irish bastard he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're good. Uh, before we get who you got in the Super Bowl? I'm going to go with the 49ers. Because uh, I just cannot root for Kansas City. Just not I'm, go- I'm going for the Chiefs because they're my new favorite team. City wants to be a Chiefs fan. Really? Yeah, she wants to go to a Kansas City game next year in Chiefs gear. Which is something I never would have done. You gonna root for the Royals too? No, no, I'm still a pot. <laughs> San Diego still has a team, so I'm a Padres fan. Uh, but I, I, I'm rooting for Kansas City because they have Patrick Mahomes. That's the, that's the main reason, because he's the best quarterback in football, um, probably the best player in football right now. And so, right now, anytime you yeah. have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance to win. So I'm going with Kansas City Chiefs. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Kansas City is going to win. But I'm still going to. I mean, I won't care either way, but, but I, I just want a good game. Yeah. But I'd like to see Patrick. I think Patrick, because his family is so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, his dad getting another DUI. His, his his brother got, you know, was accused of sexual harassment. We actually see the video. Then it was dismissed because I'm sure somebody got some payola. Because mm. um, there's no way. That should have been dismissed because he clearly did what he's accused of. Uh, but anyway, yes, yes, Jackson Glappler. Well, next week we'll be talking about Super Bowl. That's if uh, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine us not talking about Super Bowl. And then Taylor Swift and Neil, yeah, exactly. That that's actually, and I hate to admit that, Matt. That's that's kind of why I don't want to root for Kansas City is because I'm just tired of seeing Taylor Swift. Yeah, I just I, I I've just got to the point. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Like, I don't, it's nothing against her. It's just I was just, you know, I don't care. I don't care about the relationship. It has nothing to do with football. Well, I said last week that that the the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs have made $331 million off her coming to the games. Wow. So why do they show her? And they say if because she, she has a concert in Japan. So the word she may not make it in time oh. for the Super Bowl. But they said after the Super Bowl, it could be over a billion dollars damn, in revenue. So the NFL that needs money, wow. they're hurting. Can you imagine? I mean, it's just like one person can bring in that much money to anything. I mean, she's a billionaire. Yeah. And she's talented. And I get it. But it's like, man, I she just date me for a day. <laughs> I'd be set for life. <laughs> But could you get a song out of her, though? That's Oh, I could probably piss her off to get a song out of her. I think so. Old, flabby, white guy, dump me. <laughs> Can you write a song with Glattfelter in it? Glattfelter, yeah. It's, that's <laughs> tough. We'll have to change the name. <laughs> she could change the name. But anyway, that's all we got. Thanks for everyone who joined us. Uh, I'm glad we rambled on for an hour, almost an hour and a half, Nick. Yeah. Oh, hour 54. It's... it's hour 54. So it's over an hour and a half. Yeah. I was, math has always been hard. Um, but we want to thank all our patrons. If you want to become a patron, go to jandjack.com, click on become a patron. This time we're going to thank four patrons Eckhart Richter Gleffler, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Planet, Ed the Creepy Poopy Letter Carrier. Thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for everyone who joins us live in the chat. We always enjoy your comments. Uh, Sherry, thanks, thanks, guys. And uh, you didn't know last week, Sherry's 
going to be a grandmother soon. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, that's that's a big deal because being a grandparent is why we keep living. Is it? This long. Yes, yes. That's, that's the only reason I keep going. You sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. Even though some days it's like, okay, I can't do this. I can't do this. But, but overall, it's not bad. Basta luego, and goodbye, everybody. All right. See y'all. Be good.